Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. You hear it often said that almost everyone has been affected by addiction at some level, and this week has been a huge reminder for me. I'm attending a podcast conference and have gotten to meet a lot of people in my days here. The conversations at this type of conference usually start with a quick introduction, and then you ask each other what your podcast is about. As I would tell people that I do a podcast on addiction and recovery, person after person has shared with me about how addiction has impacted their life. From the gentleman at the vendor booth that told me that addiction runs rampant throughout his family to a retired police officer who lost his sister to addiction earlier this year. It reminded me of the negative ripples that addiction has far beyond the person addicted but also showed me the importance of getting sober so we could start creating positive ripples from our new way of living. I had another episode already scheduled and ready to go for today, but decided instead that I want to talk about how we could change the current of the ripples we create from negative to positive. So buckle up, this is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. I have an exciting announcement. The first edition of the Sober and Happy Newsletter is going out today. In this newsletter, I'll be talking about topics related to recovery, along with sharing resources that I have found helpful in my recovery journey. If you're interested in receiving this newsletter, just go to soberandhappy.com newsletter and sign up. Okay, back to the episode. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. I remember early in my addiction, when friends and family would approach me concerned about my drinking, my primary thought was, this is only affecting me, so I don't know why they're bothering me about it. As my addiction grew, the immediate impact I was having on the people around me became more apparent, and I could no longer lie to myself. However, it wasn't until after I got sober that I realized how far the negative ripples traveled. A few months after I got out of rehab, I met a friend of my mom's for the first time. She told me that she was so proud of me getting sober and how much happier my mom was. I have to be honest though, my initial reaction was being a little upset that my mom was talking about my struggles to her friends. However, I quickly realized that my mom too was suffering greatly from having to watch her son drink himself to death, and the support of her friends was what helped carry her through. Then as I looked at my mom's friend, I realized my addiction also had an impact on her. Anyone who has met my mom knows how easily it is to connect with and care deeply for her. If you think of anyone you care deeply about, you know when you watch them suffer, you suffer too. And then I thought about when I'm worried about a friend, it is really hard to be present in the moment since my thoughts are with them. I thought about friends of my mom sitting at dinner tables with their families, not able to be fully present because they were worried about my mom's depression getting worse and worse. It was then that I realized that it wasn't only the people closest to me that were affected by my addiction. They were the big splash when you throw a stone into a pond, but the ripples travel even further. And although the ripples decrease in size as they spread out, they still exist. In the depths of addiction, our actions often send out negative ripples that impact not only ourselves, but those around us. The lies, manipulation, the broken promises, these actions create a wake of pain and chaos. Family, friends, and even strangers could be caught in the crossfire of our struggle. The turbulences that we cause spread much further than the point of impact. I don't bring up this point to make you feel worse about the impact of your actions. I do it because you could only have a turning point at the moment of realization. 
I got sober when I finally realized the level of impact my drinking was having on my mom. But the realization of the deeper impact I was having on everyone around me is when I had my second turning point, which inspired me to want to start creating positive ripples that spread as far as the negative ones I created in the past. All of our journeys represent a turning point, not just in quitting the substances we're addicted to, but also creating an opportunity to alter the course of the ripples that we send out into the universe. So how does this transformation occur? Getting sober alone is not enough to alter the course of those ripples. I know when I first got sober, I was an irritable son of a bitch. I was still tossing negative stones into the pond of life anytime I was angry or annoyed, and it didn't take much to do that. I also, as many of us do when we are still suffering from unhealed wounds, started engaging in other destructive behaviors to try to cover up the pain I had not yet learned to process. But as we progress in our recovery, we could start replacing old destructive behaviors with positive ones. Think of these positive changes as puzzle pieces fitting into place. Each piece represents a healthy habit, a step towards healing, or a gesture of love or kindness, both for ourselves and those around us. In the beginning of recovery, it was hard for me to see any positive I could bring to the world. So for me, the first step was working on simply not creating more negative ripples. A lady I knew in recovery used to say all the time, you don't have to show up to every argument you're invited to. In my irritable state then, I tended to not only show up to every argument I was invited to, I often invited myself to arguments where I didn't even have an invitation. I often had days-long texting arguments and don't even get me started on commenting negatively on everything I disagreed with on social media. Unfortunately, this is common with people I see in recovery. Go on most recovery groups on the internet and you'll see in the comment sections that people could be very negative towards each other. I'm not proud to say that for a period of time I was contributing to that negativity. It is one of the reasons I created a group on Facebook where the primary focus is compassion and support, whether we agree with each other or not. It is my attempt to reverse the course of negative ripples I caused years ago. But long before I created that group, I simply focused on practicing not lashing out on other people. I put a time limit on myself between the time I typed or text a comment on Facebook and hit the send button. This I found moderately effective when I started practicing this. There were still many times I paused, walked away, came back and still said, you know what, screw them and hit the send button. I also began practicing pausing before reacting when I was in a situation in person, which I found much harder. But in both these scenarios, even though I was far from perfect then and still am not today, the more I practiced, the better I got. But even those times we slip, we always have the opportunity to follow up with an apology and never underestimate the power of genuinely saying I am sorry to someone. Which brings me to one of the most powerful ways we could begin to reverse the ripples we send out, which is making amends for the wrongs we have done. Like many of us, I was putting off amends after getting sober out of fear, guilt, shame, or even the thought that putting it off wasn't causing any additional harm and telling myself that I'd get around to it when I was ready. But then I had the realization that by delaying making things right, that I was still causing harm to other people. Let's do a little exercise to show this. I want you to think back to something someone did to you that they have never apologized for. Someone that did you completely wrong. Maybe it was an ex that treated you bad, cheated on you, or left you for someone else. They moved on with their life and never have had the common courtesy to even pause, see how it affected you, and take a moment to say, You know what? I was sorry for doing that to you. You did not deserve to be treated that way, and I am sorry. Now, how did it feel to think about that? 
hurt a little, didn't it? It could have been months or even years ago, but it still has power over you. Resentment is a powerful negative emotion. The gift of amends is the opportunity to allow someone to let go of that resentment. Now, they have the choice of whether they want to let it go or not, but if we never say that we are sorry, we are not even giving them that opportunity. Now, I know there are many things that we have done that we may not be able to fully make amends for at the moment. When I got sober, I owed a lot of people money, but I did not wait until I got the money to say I'm sorry. The money is only part of the hurt cost. The betrayal behind the money owes often cuts much deeper. I approached people I owed, apologized for my actions, and told them that they are amongst a lot of people that I owe and that I'd begin paying them back a little at a time as I could. And I was amazed at the power of just apologizing had. Most people were happy with $20 here and there, and I even had some people tell me not to worry about the money and I could pay them back by doing everything in my power to stay sober. Making amends doesn't just mend relationships, but it also sends out ripples of healing and forgiveness. These ripples can extend far beyond our immediate circle, touching lives we might not even be aware of, just like the negative ripples did in my story earlier of my mom's friends. The last and probably most powerful thing I want to talk about is a positive ripple that only us in recovery has the power to create. One of the most beautiful aspects of the recovery journey is how our transformation can inspire others. Our stories of recovery have so much power, not only to those struggling, but also to all of those that have been impacted by addiction. I first realized the true power of this several years ago. I went to a Tony Robbins conference. I was there because I always have been inspired by him, and I also wanted to walk across hot coals. During this event, I was sitting next to a lady and began talking to her. Up until this point, I tended to keep my past to myself, mostly out of shame and the fear of judgment. But as we talked, she shared with me that her son was deep into his addiction and she didn't see him ever getting better. At that moment, I thought of how my mom must have felt, so I shared with her my story. We shared tears and some laughs, and before we parted ways, she thanked me for giving her hope that her son, too, might one day get sober. This is one of the reasons I encourage people to recover out loud and not in anonymity. One of the greatest gifts anyone could receive is the gift of hope. You have the opportunity to be a beacon of hope. Your story has so much power in it. Not only to those who still suffer with active addiction, but to the people that are dying inside watching a loved one suffer from addiction. It is the greatest way I've found to this day to begin to spread those positive ripples. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're finding value from listening to my podcast. If you are, I'm asking for two huge favors from you this week that would help me. Share the episode with one person that might find it impactful, and please subscribe to the podcast, both of which help it grow. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy.